Date short, Hyderabad, India up against England. Adam Collins with you, Cam Ponsonby with us at the ground. He has the responsibility of summing up the day in 30 seconds for Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Go. Congratulations, India. You've won the test match. I, ho I hope you're very, very happy. I think this was a great example of where this series is today. I don't think England have had a bad day in terms of performing to their own ability. Unfortunately, they are faced with an opponent in the home location where they are simply phenomenal. Uh, India piled on the runs. They finished with a lead of 175. Kale Rahul got 84. Ravindra Jadeja finishes the match unbeaten, nearing a second test century. He might get there along with Axar Patel tomorrow. Just when England, whenever England thought they had a little glimpse in the game, such as getting a wicket in the first over of day two, India slammed the door shut. It was a fantastic display of batting and a very concerning day of it bowling for, for England. Yeah, that, that's well subbed up, I think, for England, especially like the, the leads up to 175. India closed at 421 for seven. They made 302 runs today, India, losing six wickets. And yeah, sure, there, there's some profligate shots, I suppose you could say, if you wanted to be critical. K.O. Rahul should have made 100, although he could have been out uh, in the first over of play, but we'll talk Correct. about that in a bit. Um, Jayaswal doesn't go on to complete what would have been a fabulous 100 after closing last night on, on 74. But Jadeja's still there on 81, batting with Akshar. It's like I, I said yesterday that it reminded me of the Pune test of 2017. Today reminded me of Nagpur last year, a test that I was covering and doing commentary for, where um, Akshar and Jadeja, when they batted together, they completely sucked the life out of the test match for the touring bowlers. They just couldn't penetrate. And that's what they were able to do today across the last 90 minutes or so. That unbeaten stand of 63 has meant that there is really no route to victory for England now. This is this test match is uh, purely a, a case of trying to preserve what they can. Uh, the improbable, uh, the improbable chance of them drawing it, they won't. Will be all over tomorrow. That scoreboard pressure will weigh heavily on their shoulders, and the chance for India to lay a massive blow. And this is the, the quintessential Indian uh, playbook when batting second. You bowl the team out on day one. You bat all day on day two, provided the conditions allow, and they certainly have here so far. You make the overseas spinners who've rocked up uh, you make them look like they're a level below where they need to be you put them under immense pressure and by the end of the first test match the side's reeling who's rocked up and they've been doing this for over a decade now they're so good at it yeah I, I think something that really sums up the golfing class between the two spin units is of England's seven wickets today or six seven wickets of the innings only one is from a batter yeah. missing the ball Everyone else has just chipped yeah. it up and they absolutely smoked it. And you compare that to what we were talking about yesterday and we're going through all these sublime deliveries from Bumrah or uh, Aksar Patel and they were beating England's, England's batters. Today, Indians' batters were beating themselves eventually, almost kind of getting bored where they're like, well, I'm going to take a risk. Shreya's eye today got caught out on the fence and Rayan Ahmed kind of short delivery that was caught by Tom Hartley. There was absolutely no reason for him to do it. And I know that sounds like very retrospective and kind of reactionary oh why have you played a bad shot etc 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 but they were in such complete control for the majority of the day it was such a kind of aberration such a surprise when a wicket did fall and it's such a shame for England because it seemed like it they turned a corner not necessarily through their own doing but Joe Root opened the bowling today having not bowled at all yesterday and yep. had Jaiswell caught caught and bowled I think of the second ball of the day and then a couple balls later Kale Rahul got a thin nick that just kind of brushed Ben Folks' gloves 
And you're there, and you're in the context of day one having seen things happen quickly, and so you're expected to see things happen quickly again. But when India are batting, things happen slowly. The runs are a steady stream. There's sixes when there are sixes, there are boundaries when there are boundaries, but it was a, a huge, the overall arching sentiment I found today was one of control, where you just realize how different these two teams are. And Jeetan Patel was just speaking after play, a great indication of when a match hasn't got, a day hasn't gone well for a team when the coach comes out. And he was incredibly positive, but I also believed him when he was saying, I think we actually bowled all right. I think I can't fault our effort. I think we've really given it a good go today. And I thought, Jeetan, you're 100% correct. I couldn't fault a single England player for not, for shirking it, for not performing as close to their ability as possible but they'll face with an opposition that is just that much better in quality we've got four more tests of this can't wait yeah look it, it, that's a generous interpretation from where I'm watching it I, okay. I don't think they bowled as well as that I think that, 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 that they don't have presence the England spinners and they're not helped by the fact that Jack Leach has got a mean eagle right so Leach wasn't yeah. able to bowl long, longer spells today which they would have wanted from him he, he still ends up bowling 25 overs but in more shorter bursts through the first two sessions when they needed to, to run through India. And they couldn't go bang, bang, right? It took until wicket six and seven when they finally got two quick wickets. And then let's go to the end of the day, then the start of the day, the very end of the day where Akshay was happy just to, to soak up dot balls as he does so well. And then finishing the day, just reminding Tom Hartley of who's boss. Um, yeah. You know, four, six, four, down the ground, over cat corner. It was a punch in the nose to finish. And I mean, is there a better test number nine than Akshar Patel? Every, every time I seemingly watch this bloke play test cricket, he's walking in at nine and strumming a half century as I'm sure he'll go on to do tomorrow. Um, so, you know, they end the day that way. Having started the day, it was six and out, wasn't it, from Jaiswell uh, to start yeah, proceedings four. He got, against he, he went Joe Rudel. Uh, four, four and four and out, sorry. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, was, it was that frenetic start. And England did, like, you know, they opened the window up a little bit, right? They took wickets at 80 and 123 and 159. If they get on a roll there, then they are in a position where they're not going to get a first innings lead, but they might be able to um, manage the damage. But yeah. where I felt they were let down today, and I'm not—I don't want to be hypercritical of two new spinners, but the, just the, the bare facts of the fact that Ryan Ahmed and Tom Hartley bowl way too many four balls, and there's Correct. more latitude for Ryan Ahmed because he's a leg spinner. There's that natural acceptance to tactile craft wrist spin. You are going to bowl more half trackers and full tosses by dint of the fact that you're doing something that's incredibly difficult. Finger spinners don't have that latitude. And when Hartley does it, they are they are climbing into him. Now, I know he went for fewer runs today than he did for yesterday per over. And he did find a bit of a groove and he did get that first wicket. So Monkey off the back there was Shubman Gill caught by Duckett at cover, wasn't it? Or might have been either wicket, way, yeah. in the ring in, in one day speak. Uh, but, but he wasn't able to... I don't think anyway, build pressure over overs. And that's the stark difference to the other three bowling. Yesterday, Ashwin Jadeja have made an art form of building so much pressure on batters. They give them so little to hit uh, yeah. without taking risks that it always feels like they're in the game for a wicket. There weren't many passages of play today where I was watching and thinking, gee, England are building the sort of pressure that the wicket's going to fall. It was the other way where India, as you described nicely before, were taking risks when they didn't really need to. Uh, and that's that was ultimately the reason why um, K.O. Rahul um, doesn't complete a second time 100. There's that disparity with sure. K.O. Rahul that he makes most of his um, test runs or most of his test tons um, in different countries. And yeah, he missed out today, caught in the deep. Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll rephrase slightly my kind of assessment of England. 
in that I think a good summation is they had the Ben Folks um, edge in the first over of the day where Kale Rahul's just got a tiny feather on it. Mm. Very difficult chance. There's a debate about whether you can count it as a chance. But he goes on to score 80. Shubman Gill sticks one up in the air. Ben Stokes completely loses it. A theme of the match, to be honest. Ray and Ahmed's been doing the same. Yep. I've been doing the same from the stands. Obviously not as important when I can't see the ball. And then Joe Root's got Jadeja LBW or not given three, three reds. England lost all their reviews. That's actually not that many yep. things that go wrong for an England team. That's not, uh, you can't really go at the end of the day and go, Cah, if those three things had gone our way, then it'd be a different match. But those three things didn't go England's way. And this is how far they are behind as a result. For England to compete, they need absolutely everything sure. to go right. And I think that's the kind of stage of the match that England are in. And they're kind of fine, how fine a balance they're striking in terms of how they, how perfectly everything has to go in order for them to perform can be seen in their bowling attack. Yes, they've got a five-man bowling attack with Joe Root, who was arguably the best bowler today, the most threatening spinner. Mm. But as soon as you lose Jack Leach, who's no longer able to bowl these long spells, remember he's been out for seven months with a stress fracture in his back. He's now got a knee problem as well, which bodes terribly. Your, your kind of banker spinner is only bowling, I think he bowled two four-over spells in the day and bowled a lot of two-over spells. So you can't rely on him as your banker. Yeah. That means you have to go to Tom Hartley, who's in his first test match, is bowling a four-ball too often and has gone up fives across 25 overs he all of a sudden has more pressure on him your seamer isn't James Anderson or Ollie Robinson who could bowl long arduous kind of tight spells it's Mark Woods so you've got another person who's only bowling short sharp spells and then you've got the leg spinner there's there's nowhere there's nowhere to hide or turn for England in, in this scenario as soon as one piece of the jigsaw puzzle in this match went the house of cards fell which is a disgusting horrible twisted double analogy but um, it was all i could think of in that, in that moment of time so yeah england's uh, yeah, the, the, yeah i don't think they've been that far away from playing as well as they can do and the problem with that is it ends up being the end of day two with a 175 run deficit yeah their, their, their ceiling isn't low england um, but they need a lot to go right and they need everything to go right as it kind of did um, when they needed to win games in Pakistan, very different circumstances. But when they needed to win games, they managed to sequence things quite nicely, like the way in which they won with what half an hour to spare with one game and, and maybe a couple of overs to yeah. spare with the other, the first two tests of that series. And remember who was so important to that? Well, two guys, Ollie Robinson and, and James Anderson, who were both on the tour, both not playing. So, yeah, I, I reckon there'll be a recalibration yeah, of England's I, attack regardless. And Jack I, Leach's knee, knee niggle is more serious. And if it is going to pose some threat to him playing next week at Vizac then um, then I think that they'll they'll see fit to pick a controlling seamer and they'll have to dance with the one that brung them when it comes to Tom Hartley and they're just going to have to hope that um, he finds greater comfort at the bowl increase through the series yeah and he did create some chances today but, but yeah, it's less about that for me it's more about how many opportunities he gives them to, to release and oh, that's what course. we don't get from him as well to, to kind of, I'm thinking out loud here, but just when you talked about preferred back to the Pakistan series last year, what England did incredibly well out there is how creative and imaginative they were in finding ways to victory. They kind of created a new blueprint that hadn't really been mm. followed before. Um, I'm thinking specifically about the first test in Islamabad, where they opened the bowling and just bowled bumpers for the first, I don't know, six overs, the sole purpose yep. of roughing up the ball, getting it to reverse, and they had such a set plan and they came out and they're like, this is how we're going to win this match. And then they did the same in kind of the follow-up with, they picked Ryan Ahmed for the third test. They were kind of very creative in their thinking. Out here, yes, they've had gone with a rogue selection in three spinners and just the one seamer, but it is kind of leaning, leaning further and further into just 
right, we're in India, it spins, so we're going to beat India at their own game, as opposed to kind of finding their own route through. I was sat next to an Indian journalist today, and he just went, just not how you, it's not how you do it out here. Like, you can't just come over here and say you're going to spin to win. And I think that's been shown by the fact of this surface. It has spun a lot, but it's been consistent spin. There's no, it's never been a case where, oh my goodness me, no one knows what it's doing. It's doing the same, it's doing what you're expecting. It's just doing a lot of it. And so we have that kind of scenario in, in play where England are trying to beat India at India's game in India, which is just a, like a just fantastically difficult task, as as is being evidenced and has been evidenced for, forever. Yeah, the, the, the pitch is um, is doing as it should, right? It's turning a lot, um, turning consistently. It's not going through the surface. I saw some people complaining that we even mentioned the pitch yesterday and Boomer getting one to break back as far as it did. It's just to simply acknowledge that there is there is something in this track for um, when you're running your fingers down the seam, yeah. you can get it right. Um, it, but it isn't exploding through the surface. Where there was criticism of Indian pitches last year, especially at indoor, it was a lottery because it wasn't consistent bounce. It was uh, variable bounce with balls exploding through the surface. That's not what's going on here. So, you know, no, settled on that front. No one's, um, no one's saying this is the great pitch stitch up or anything like that. It's just a, a function of the fact that it has been designed to turn and it is turning so far. So, so far, so good on that front. All right. Um, just going to India and how well um, KL Rahul looked. Um, to think he was dropped from this Indian test side a year ago when he was opening, uh, he was left out for I think it was the third test match against Australia after a, a, a long run of low scores. Today was cash in day I reckon for India with all that yeah. pressure on England's young attack and the dint that Jaiswal put into them yesterday and the fact they were already um, careering towards the first things like this is probably the day they've been waiting for to fill their boots because they have had to play on a lot of surfaces and Pajara said this when we interviewed him on the final word last year. Often they are caught on pitches in India where they they are never in a position to apply a lot of pressure back because they've always got to be mindful of the conditions. Today wasn't like that. They could have, um, Kale Rahul could still be batting. Magnificent. I know he got awesome. dropped early on and that folks chance. Yeah, just to go back to that off spinner around the wicket Joe Root, great angle. Who does go on with the arm quite nicely? Has one of the better arm balls going, actually. Joe Root, for what he's declared a part timer by designation, but he's bowling better than that at the moment. Has done over the last couple of years, I'd say. Um, but yeah, if that edge is pouched by folks, he's one of the few keepers in the world who can take those. Right, like folks' yeah. ceiling is extremely high for a gloveman. Um, it almost feels like more of a drop. You know, Bearstow may not even glove it because uh, he's um, for sure. a, a far inferior keeper to folks. And that's not having a crack at Bearstow. It's just acknowledging how good folks is but that goes in um, and, and it might be you know, a different morning session but Rahul makes the most of that top scoring so far with 86 couple of big sixes in consecutive balls I think it was um, the eight boundaries as well uh, and you know went on song uh, K.O. Rahul is such a glorious player to watch that um, that that thrust through point it felt like I was watching Damian Martin um, it was a defensive <laughs> prod no more uh, but the timing was so splendid that it raced to the rope so um, yeah, I, I'm glad to see K.O. Rahul batting well. I hate it when um, he gets... He, he often feels to me like the full guy. When India are playing poorly, there's a lot of criticism of K.O. Rahul um, from the cheap seats. But I love, when he is on song, um, how graceful he makes the game look. So India have a, a kind of selection dilemma coming up at the moment because it's the first time today that uh, K.O. Rahul was batting at number four for India in his 50th Test match. And he's kind of... He's warming Virat Kohli's seat. And I was messaging a couple of mates, uh, kind of Indian yeah. fans, and they'll go, I was going, okay, so if 
when Cody comes back, who drops out? Especially if Rahul got a ton. He was kind of going, the sentiment is, and I'm sure the comments will be able to weigh on this as well, like it's a split sentiment between should it be Shreya's Isle, should it be Shubman Gill? And actually it's a bit of a favour to India, yeah. uh, obviously all caveats included about that Cody is away for another test match because it gives you another test match for someone to not score runs or someone to score runs. And so that'd be a really interesting kind of uh, yeah, kind of, uh, what's the word? Storyline that will happen over the following couple of weeks because Shubman Gill is like Cam Green, the anointed boy wonder, and Shreya Zaya probably got a slightly stronger record. I'm sure I'll be correct on that if that's if that's incorrect. But um, I've got a confession which I probably shouldn't make in terms of I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for watching bowlers and often innings can just pass me by. If I feel like someone's batting well, I kind of go, ah, oh, I've middled it again, have you? And that's kind of, I caught myself today when um, KL Rahul got to about 70. I went, oh shit, he's actually batting really well. I need to pay attention to this because I was getting excited by Tom Hartley bowling to a 7-2. I was getting excited by Joe Root bowling round the wicket to a 3-6 field. I was thinking, How, what are the plans here? How's yeah. KL Rahul going to score his runs? And it turned out he scored it exceptionally easily because they were just kind of, they were calm and competent runs. They weren't frenetic runs. If Ollie Pope scores runs, you know about it because he's played about 17 shots before the ball arrives. But Kale Rahul was kind of calmly personified in an innings which will mean a be of lot more importance to him than in the context of the, the match, if that makes sense. There's more riding on it for him to perform yeah. given he's got a kind of a small window of opportunity to impress than it would do for, say, for instance, I don't know, KS Barat or whatever. Um, he didn't bat as well. I did notice him batting today. Sure. Missed it a lot. I don't know why KS Barrett and Ollie Pope just received yeah, a bit of abuse from me, but th- there we go. It's fine. I love them both dearly. <laughs> but yeah, KL Rahul, uh, very well batted. I was pleased batted. to see yeah, uh, Barat getting in was was um, was good. He's only his top scoring Test cricket's forty four. He made forty one today out sweeping to root. Just back to that was so Gil out. And and the that was, it was the most out LBW I've ever seen in my life. We were all uh, 100 yards away in the press box. And we went, that looks really out. And it came up on the TV. And before anything had happened, like there was like a laugh. People laughed in terms of like that. I've never seen anything that's so certain to hit the stumps in my life than this uh, LBW appeal. And uh, we were proved correct. Three reds. Yeah, so Root got one to uh, yeah, break back from around the wicket there. But th- yeah, the, the Gill, Shreyasai thing, both of them are missed a chance here. Strange innings from uh, Gill in a way, because he walked in yesterday yes. when it was all guns ablazing and chose to play conservatively through to the close. Wasn't able to um, add considerably to his overnight score. He, he finished with 23 from 66, but um, having seen him play, uh, well, the way we've all seen him play in white ball cricket, but also in test cricket at Brisbane famously in 2021 in that chase when he was the one um, putting the pressure back on the Australians and only a second test manager. Um, that yeah, it's and, and that 100 number bug that we saw last year um, against Australia as well, albeit on a flatty where he was able to really dictate terms. He never really dictated terms today, so maybe a little bit out of Nick. As for Shreyas, you know, caught on the rope, uh, Ryan Ahmed gets himself in the book. Um, you know, yeah, look, Shreyas is in the side having overtaken Rahane. Yeah. Right? And. That's that's a considerable decision, strategic decision. They 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 parted ways with Pujara and Rahane on the basis of low runs of form, but two proven match winners nevertheless. So at some stage, it needs to flip for Shreyasai. He needs to become uh, he needs to become in Test cricket what he's already become in white ball cricket. So yeah, maybe a missed opportunity today. But I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about a side that's racked up 421 for seven. They'll you know they'll bat on yeah, tomorrow. Bat Jadeja right. will have the chance to post three figures again just on uh, on Judasia before we um, have to um, 
get towards the end of this podcast. It's dragging on a wee bit today. Um, he's now reached 50 on 23 occasions in Test cricket, so three centuries and and the others uh, all half centuries. And you know what a tremendous three or four years he's had as a, a genuine Test all rounder. That that dependability of him batting at six and allowing India to play the extra bowler. It's a wonderful situation for them to be in. Uh, if I'm if to offer a controversial view, I think when. Um, when Jason Gillespie rode the horse upon reaching 50 for the first time in Test cricket, he did it a couple of other times. That was funny because it was a novelty because he was yeah. a bowler making runs down the list. Judasia and the sword, it's not a novelty. He's a fabulous cricketer. He doesn't need to do the Zorro sword thing anymore. That, oh. that was funny four or five years ago when he didn't have this bank of runs that Test class. I know he's made triple hundreds at first class level, but I think he can put the sword away. I don't think it needs to be an event every See, time Judasia passes 50. He, he's passing 50 so often. Yeah, that, that's where I'm landing on this. I'm, I'm sure you, I'll uh, you say that and maybe saying that. But. You say that, but I, having been here today, there was a massive... He was on 49 forever, for so long. And he was also given out LBW yeah. on 49, and he reviewed it immediately. Yeah. Two great reviews from uh, Jadeja. I think he was given out twice. And the first time, I can't remember who the bowler was. It might have been Root as well. And he was ready to review before the finger went up he was like I, I, I dare you I dare you to give me out here because I promise you I've hit this or not hit this or whatever um, but he reaches his 50 yeah. the massive cheer goes around the ground the crowd was wicked I want to go and come back to that um, uh, in the Hall of Fame but you get the bit you get the initial cheer that he'd made reached 50 you got a second cheer because Stokes had misfielded the ball then you got a third cheer because it was like oh they've got three runs rather than one and then facing the dressing room, he gets the sword out and there's this fourth, the loudest cheer about 30 seconds after the main event had happened. And it was so exciting. It was so much fun being here. Granted, if it was at like the Aegeus Bowl, it might not have the same effect. But I, okay, I'll, I'll, my compromise with you is he's allowed to do it in India, but he's not allowed to do it away from home unless there is a significant Indian fan base in the ground, at which case I would enjoy the noise that is made. Yeah, well, India don't play away games, as Harsha Bogle famously said after the <laughs> 1999 World Cup all those years ago. Um, well, the last time they played away games was the 99 World Cup, I think is how Harsha puts it. But yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll clarify my position. Yeah. Sword fine when he makes hundreds, as okay. he will okay. be making more of because he's such a brilliant player. Tomorrow will be um, the chance for him to, to get it out, I'm sure. Um, okay. Now, Cam, time for us to move on to the final word, Paul, of fame. Final word, Hall of Fame. Uh, I've been reading the ad copy um, before. I sometimes like to do it fresh, but I, I did read this beforehand. Sheehan's setting a very high bar here. He's it's a long a series. Job on the copy. Um, he's got to sustain this across five test matches. Let me begin. We've all heard the story of Roy Park, he says. This is the guy who um, played a test match in, I think it was just before World War One, if memory serves me correctly and his wife um, was knitting when he walked out the bat for the first time at the G. Right. And she dropped her knitting needles and looked down and went down to pick them up and it was the only ball, he got bowled first ball, it was the only ball he faced in test cricket and his wife missed it because she dropped her knitting needles. So goes the story. Um, so, and, and, and this is where our, our story here begins today. He was straight in and straight out. And now, over 100 years later, is your chance to role play as the Roy boy himself and get in and out of somewhere Whoa. so quickly that a distracted loved one might miss you. W Park is the smoothest and smartest way to park your car on your next visit to Westfield Shopping Centres in the UK. Download the app, register your car, and you can park the hassle when you park 
your car. The system will recognize any number plate you register and the barriers will open for you so you can drive straight out without having to, having to wait in line. I actually did this at a Westfield in Australia oh, over Christmas. I was beautiful. in Geelong down at the Cattery doing some Christmas shopping and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, just I'm like, where do I pay? What do I do? And it recognized my number plates. Piece of piss. How good's that? Download W Park on Google Play or the App Store today. Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford, Sydney. More extra, less ordinary. Cam, your final word moment of the day. My final word moment of the day was, so today is Republic Day. It's a national holiday in India. And in the stands today, yes. to the left-hand side of where, where I was sat, it's just banks and thousands and thousands of school children. And to the right, it was families and grown-ups, effectively. And on the left-hand side, the school children started up a, like a chant for India. And it started echoing around the stadium. And then the right-hand side kind of followed suit, but just a little bit, just slightly out of time. And what was really great about it is the side on the right-hand side was just an octave lower than the one on the left. And so you had this kind of like weird, two very distinct chants happening at the same time. It was such an amazing kind of moment of atmosphere. And um, I absolutely loved it. It was, a, it was a moment where I went, yes, I'm really happy and very lucky to be here. And so it was quite a wholesome moment kind of Hall of Fame for me today. Nice, Ken. Uh, mine's sort of wholesome too. Uh, I think for a time, third umpires were told to stop using umpires nicknames out in the middle so okay. it was quite a big thing wasn't it you know good decision blocker you know uh, or, or whatever it was um, today the third umpire addressed Paul Rifle as pistol I thought that was nice nice um, good more of that please uh, someone who probably played against Paul Rifle James Anderson um, no they didn't quite cross over they nearly did though and pistol's about 60 now um, Jimmy uh, was bowling left arm spin as he always does um, when uh, with, with Jack Leach he's got a lovely action it's a very fluent sure left orthodox action um, get him on get Ben Stokes into the attack too by the way bowled all those off breaks with Gene Patel during the summer I know his legs like being held together with sticky tape put him Adam. in a harness he's not fit um, put him in like a put him in put him in a put him in like the equivalent of like the sex swing and just nice. like have him like yeah. rotate the arm over and, and, and rip it that's what I, I want to see Ben Stokes been waiting, sex swing I've been waiting months for you to bring up a sex swing on the podcast. I've been waiting months for that. I was finally, I, I yeah, know, well, now I know that we can go there. Well, I've never, we're back tomorrow. Yeah, well, I, I, look, I've, I've never used that term before. May never again, <laughs> but I have now on my podcast. Here we go. Uh, but Jimmy was wearing, um, Jimmy was, like, they were all focused on a screen, watching something. I don't know, they were probably watching Jimmy Anderson, Wicked Highlights on YouTube or something. But he's not wearing the traditional speed dealer sunglasses or athletic sunglasses, you might say. There was no danger of Jimmy running out there and being the 12th man today. He was just feet up, uh, doing his thing. Um, and yes, I, I, did, I did like the optics of Jimmy watching himself on the big screen, wearing the sunglasses, knowing he was the conversation on television. And he'll get his chance again next week, I am pretty sure. Um, Cam, I think we've done everything. We've, we've gone for nearly half an hour. We need to be more disciplined. Tomorrow, we will get this podcast back to 20 minutes, I, I promise you. Um, and we've got another episode of The Daily coming out from Brisbane at almost the same time. Uh, Barat's got Adam White with him, I believe, making his final word co-hosting Dabu. I hope they talk about the fucking bales. I hope they talk about the fucking bales. You haven't seen it, Cam? I have seen Alex it. Alex Carey bowled. Yeah. It would, have, it would have been about six for 60. The West Indies' best chance to win a test match in Australia since 1997. Hey, but hey, nothing to see here. I got told repeatedly last week, oh, it's not really a thing. It's funny. It's quirky. It's not. But, it's fucked. But if I hope the, they talk if, about uh, it later. If, I'm sure if the bales... Uh, are there to tell you if the balls hit the stumps and we use technology to say if the balls hit the stumps do you need the bells anymore because the bells don't need to be there anyway you do not. because the you, you do because the convention is the stumps have become bigger owing to the bales with DRS technology we accept the bales are part of the stumps we, right. we keep them they're nice okay. use okay. them for okay. run outs okay. whatever just bolts. Right. where I get shitty as bolts. anyway 
Um, that, that's, a, that's a conversation for Baz and for Whitey. Lovely. Uh, that's the end of our chat. Cam, I hope you've got a, a lovely evening plan doing something social, we'll being a good tourist. Uh, we'll dinner, tourist. dinner, somewhere Ideally, nice. It'll be, yeah, it'll be dinner somewhere nice with uh, most likely Vidushan and Hantharaja talking about the final word. There we go. Dear friend of the show and occasional co-host of Vidushan and Hantharaja. Right, that's us done. For Westwood London, Westwood Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary, this has been the final word daily. Talk again tomorrow. Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this so you know what I meant here. I had to go.